All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Booze and Views, the short podcast where we solve all the problems between conservatives and pro- progressives, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, no, it's just a place where your hosts, James and Jessica, are going to talk about being stuck in the middle and what that means. So let's start with some booze. Today we got Old Granddad Bourbon. I got mine mixed. Jessica's just sipping it. I'm going to be honest. It's cheap. It's not great. Sipping it by itself. Uh, but it's a solid mixer. You know, it's a it's a good traditional bourbon cocktail mixer for those highballs or mint juleps or a Coke. Jessica's watching her sugar, so I am too a little bit. <laughs> and we got these little sugar-free soda things with black cherry and coffee extract and it's actually really not bad mixed in that's that that's what i was just about to ask <laughs> it's 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 not bad all right cut the sweet and just give me a little bit of bourbon aftertaste and there you have it so yeah i mean it's old school and that's what we're talking about today so today's podcast is inspired by a friend who asked me some really good questions um so I'm going to start with some questions for Jessica. Oh, yay. <laughs> All right. So right now, mm-hmm. uh, thinking back, no, uh, sorry, not right now, okay. th- thinking back to how you were raised, mm-hmm. uh, what would your conservative Southern evangelical folks say if you came home and said you identify as a liberal? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Uh, they probably would have thought that I needed Jesus again, or I didn't have him in the first place, and what in the world happened. All right. Democrat. (laughs) So, thankfully, um, my parents, I I remember when I was younger, um, it it was at the time when Ronald Reagan was president and I I remember reading my first government and history book and I asked my mom I was like okay so why are you guys voting Republican in the next um in the next election because it seems like as Christians we should vote Democrat and she told me it was because of some of those core issues and beliefs that they had regarding abortion and all that and I was like I don't know six or seven years old at the time I don't even remember exactly how old but um it made sense at the time and so i was like okay and it it was confusing though for me because like i said i i read the list of this is what we believe as the democratic party and this is what we believe as the republican party and i just thought that it lined up more with what we said we believe as christians being in the democratic party and then when she explained why they voted that way and i was like okay so i kind of put it on the shelf for a few years um until i started out in the workplace at a christian workplace and um, one of my uh, bosses believed that if you voted democratic that you couldn't possibly be a Christian and I heard that as I was um, in the in the general hearing range but the person was not talking directly to me and I just kind of thought huh you really believe that huh I don't think that's great but I didn't As a 16-year-old and new employee, I didn't argue with my boss. I just kind of let it slide, and I thought, I'm not going to believe that. But then, again, I kind of just put it on the shelf for a few years. So that's a long explanation. No, that's good. So 
What would they say if you came home at 17 and said, you know what? I'm a progressive now. I don't know if they would have actually known what that meant. Okay. So what if you told this former boss that? Uh, they, they thought they probably would have thought I, I was a heretic. Probably. Okay. Yeah. Any, any particular reasons that stand out of why they would think that was heresy? Um, the particular person that I worked for, um, well, I worked for three people at the time, like three, I had three bosses essentially. And, uh, one of them was very much of a, the Bible is an errant, literal view of things. And so any further interpretation of that would have been essentially heresy. Okay. All right. So I talk a lot about, um, you know, our, our struggle or my struggle even more than Jessica's as, um, you know, being, uh, fitting in down here in the South with Southern evangelicals. Um, but you know, when, when I grew up with them, what I really mean is, is old white people Baptists. You know, because that's what it comes down to. And hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I love my old grandpa. Um, he had a ton of love for people and he loved Jesus. Um, he kept a garden that could have fed the whole neighborhood and gave away the vast majority of his church. Yeah, to, to, to widows uh, of, of the church. Um, he, he taught four year old Sunday school for more than 30 years, maybe even close to 40. Wow. Um, and so I, I value that starting point. I value where he came from and what he stood for. And the simple fact is though, is that this is a different world from when he started his Christian journey in the thirties. Yeah. It's a different world than it was 20 years ago. Yeah, for sure. And so it's, it's not that I inherently, um, diminish the value of Southern evangelicals. It's just that the ones that I've experienced around here, there's either two flavors and I've talked about this before. It's either they're still stuck 50 years ago or they've moved so far beyond it. Why call yourself that? Um, and so, you know, one of the questions that our friend asked is, you know, um, are we just afraid of those old labels? Are we afraid of what our parents and the people that we grow up with uh, called, you know, being a liberal and a Democrat and a progressive um, because our old white religion told us those were bad words. Um, and I, I do think that's part of it. I do think that part of it is words carry power and the way you grew up for 20, 30, 40 years of hearing the people you're around call those bad words and call people who believe those things non-Christians, it does kind of make you, you know, cringe and hold back and say, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be that. Um, but, you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, so the programs that feed the poor and embrace refugees are a whole lot more scriptural than those who make the rich richer at the expense of the poor progressing beyond racism was and still is crucial and liberal just means freedom and that's what jesus died to give us so why am i still afraid of those monikers um i think 
it, it comes down to a few reasons, and I, I think we can unpack this a little bit together. Um, so a few reasons why I'm, I'm still a moderate and an independent instead of a liberal Democrat, regardless of who I might vote for. Um, the progressive movement, especially in the last 20 years, has by and large moved away from a high view of scripture into a stance that the Bible isn't necessarily trustworthy in any real sense. And instead, it's just one more story of the faithful uh, and that personal faith is the only thing that matters. I know you have some strong thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, I, and this is, this is not to come across as condemning to anybody that thinks otherwise, or they're at a different path than along the journey. Uh, but I always go back to the question of if you don't have a high view of scripture, then at what point do you draw the line and say, this is good this thing is good for me to do and to live and embrace and then looking at it on the on the other side is like what harm is it going to do to anyone if i live out these things and i think people can misconstrue those um there, there are i was talking with someone the other day about how people can i hate it when people misconstrue bible verses to be abusive to women or controlling to women like that's absolutely not a thing for that I can ever condone or be a part of but I think when it comes to just what the Bible says about how to live and love and build community I think you need something as a starting point and that needs to be trustworthy if you're going to call yourself that so yeah yeah and so you know i i would be a little further left if you want to call it that than jessica not much but a little in that um i still i still consider myself having a high view of scripture and um the the second podcast episode caught red-handed by scripture really unpacks what i mean by that but just real briefly um i think that the message of the bible is absolutely true regardless of whether there are historical issues with it was this king instead of that or it was a parable instead of history or it was you know this many soldiers instead of that many or you know or if or if the command was a specific uh command for a specific time and place i don't think any of that negates the fact that the bible is trustworthy and that the Bible has, uh, from Genesis to Revelation or wherever the canon should be opened and closed, um, there is a common message of God who created the universe wanting a people who truly, truly uh, choose to freely love him and the links he went to to make that possible. And that's the beauty of Scripture as a whole is that from all of the other stories, from all of the other problems, from all of the other hangups that I have with individual pieces, that's the true heart of it from start to finish. The true heart of it is God did it all. God loves us and he wants us to love him. And the rest is ancillary. The rest is evidence to that or evidence that we don't yet love him. 
And so I think negating that the Bible is relevant or trustworthy goes too far. But I do completely agree that the text as we have it isn't perfect. And that makes me a heretic in a lot of circles. Um, but I can't go as far as a lot of modern progressives do. And, and that's not me calling names. I know that there are some progressives who agree with exactly what I just said. Um, but as a movement in general, it goes further. So, um, so that's why for me, I avoid the word uh, calling myself a progressive in religious terms, uh, even though in political terms, I would say I am progressive, but in religious terms, it's because of all the meaning wrapped up in that. And so, yeah, it does come back to a little bit being afraid of definition because of what people mean by it. I can see that because, and I don't know if you're going to get there, so sorry if I'm stealing no, please. your thunder, but um, so one of the ways I explained it to this friend that we've been having these great dialogues with is, so I do consider myself a feminist and <laughs> I have family members and friends who think again, like, oh my gosh, how can you do that? You can't be a feminist and love Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, you can. It's, it's okay. We're cool. But let me explain what that means. And I was watching um, a documentary the other day, and there are movements that I think that you can be a part of where you obviously are not going to agree with every single aspect of that movement. But there's enough there that makes you either propel into action to help others or whatever. So I absolutely agree with the feminist movement. Now, do I think they've taken a few things too far? Yes. You know, there are certain things that I do not believe that I would ever do because of my Christian morals or something like that. But in the sense of, do women need equal rights? Absolutely. Do they need to have their own assets and not have rights to their children and all of these things that took so long? Absolutely. But I don't hate all males either. I'm not a militant feminist and I'm, I love my family. And I know that there are lots of feminists who do and I, growing up and hearing about, and even in college, hearing the word feminism means you're obviously anti-family and you hate your husband or you don't want a husband and you don't love kids and whatever. And I think that that's not great. Like I, I can absolutely support that movement without supporting every aspect of that movement. Yeah, but if you wrote as your, you know, your Facebook tag, I'm a feminist. Oh my lands, we would have war on our hands. Facebook war, yeah. but yeah. And so avoiding the label helps mm -hmm. make more connections. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd rather have those conversations and have people hear where we're coming from on that than yeah, just, doing a hashtag of that yeah, <laughs> for absolutely. me for right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so likewise, the term liberal has gotten so mixed up with um, meaning that all you do is uh, if you call yourself a liberal in front of a very conservative crowd, they think you completely lack morality, mm -hmm. that you have no moral compass and that uh, you can make up your religion as you go and that there's no bearings for what you're deciding. 
Um, I disagree. I think that there's lots of great things that came out of liberalism, but we're so wrapped up in that definition that any Southern evangelical would immediately distrust me if I labeled myself a liberal. And do you think that's because that label got so crossed, like you said a minute ago, between liberal as in Christian morality versus politics, and it was just deemed this word is a bad label? Yeah, absolutely. I do think a lot of it comes down to um, it. Out, it, it's outside of our culture. It would be a completely different thing. So, um, in the rest of the world, a neoliberal is a Republican. Mm. So, it's in this culture. It's a bad word because it got wrapped up in those cultural memes. Mm. Um, so, therefore, you know whether we agree or not to use the term to refer to yourself, knowing that people are going to misunderstand it, isn't helpful. Right. Um, and so lastly on, you know, the democratic side. Obviously, with, you know, the November election coming up very quickly, I've been thinking a lot about this, and I always do around election time. Um, and what it all comes down to is the two-party system is destroying America. Um, it is absolutely impossible to think that you could neatly divide 330 million people into two groups with two platforms right. and really represent those people. Um, I'm not a Democrat, but I do love some of their stances. I'm more conservative leaning on some issues, but when it comes to uh, the platform for, uh, you know, a more, a more fair economy, I'm all for it. Um, for programs that help the poor and help with education and help with healthcare, I'm all for it. Um, you know, when it comes to um, some of the ACELU stances on, you know, you can't even say this thing or that means you're a hate monger, I think it goes too far. Um, I think that it is perfectly reasonable to say that um, it, even, even if I disagree, I think it's personally reasonable to say my holy text says X, Y, Z. And that's not hate speech. You're explaining what your text says. Now, I do think that if you use that to uh, walk all over somebody, then you're wrong. Um, and I think that, you know, where, where I definitely go a lot more left than a lot of the conservatives is, um, you know, if, if Jesus uh, is being honored, in any way whatsoever, it's by bringing people to him and putting people in a place where they can hear his word, regardless of who they are, what they do, what they feel, what they practice. So excluding anybody for any reason, um, unless they're causing immediately immediate harm, it, to me is unacceptable because Jesus is the one through his Holy Spirit, who's ultimately ultimately going to change any minds, change any hearts, change any behaviors, and um, 
Anyway, <laughs> my, my point being, though, it's not hate speech to say, um, you know, the Bible says X, Y, Z. And so there are some ways where Democrats go too far for me. Um, and not every Democrat does that. I mm -hmm. completely understand. But again, that proves the point. Right. It, you can't divide it into two parties. It's just not possible. Um, we can't even divide gender into two categories anymore. How are we going to divide politics into two categories? It's ridiculous. And so I rebel against having to choose one of two options, neither of which really talks about my stance. It's, it's a mixture of both. And until we get multiple party options, um, I'm never going to say I'm a Democrat or, or I'm a Republican. Um, but the fact of the matter is there are a lot more things that I find wrong in the Republican Party than I find wrong in the Democratic Party. And that's just fact these days. But there are enough things wrong in both to where I won't accept the label. Um, and I will vote for the person who I think can truly bridge the gap and represent all the people in that constituency. Because that's what a politician is supposed to do. A politician shouldn't fight to get into power to make a single group more powerful. The idea of politicking is to represent whomever you are responsible for. But that's another podcast. <laughs> but that's why, um, you know, I'm, you know, this is, it's a good question to ask yourself. Why am I rejecting this label? And is it because I'm afraid or is it because there's really good reasons? Um, for me, I do think that liberal the reason I don't call myself liberal is more fear than anything because of how much damage is in that word right now in the South. But when it comes to progressives and to Democrats, the reasons I don't call myself those is because I'm not those. Um, but I do have definitely big chunks of their philosophies. Um, but I'm a moderate because I am somewhere in the middle and it is hard. Yeah. Very, very true. Um, any other thoughts? No, it's a good, good summary and lots of good thinking. Yeah, so I'll keep drinking and thinking and hope y'all do too. Bye.